This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with no one. I'm not joined by anybody. A solo podcast here for a special Onside Kick podcast here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, well, actually, you're listening because there's no video for this podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you may be, thank you for giving me your time today to kind of bring you a special podcast. And the reason why... I'm doing this as I know Mark and I recorded the onside kick, the usual onside kick on Monday night. And we talked about Kirk Cousins, talked about Alshon, talked about the Steelers and Antonio Brown. But then that next day, it was yesterday, it was Tuesday morning. The Vikings decided to wave Adrian Peterson. And then today, as I am recording, this is about five after five here in Chicago and uh, it's Wednesday, and Jimmy Garoppolo. This morning, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be traded. Patriots say, I'm keeping on to him. So what I wanted to do for you guys is I have a special onside kick podcast for you where I'm basically going to talk about those two instances and the news that kind of wraps around them. I'm going to start off with Adrian Peterson and kind of answer the question or try to of where he will be playing in 2017, this next upcoming year. And then I'm going to look at the Jimmy Garoppolo side in two kind of phases. First, I'm going to look at what does this mean for Garoppolo's future now that the Patriots say they're not going to trade him. And then I'm going to go into how that decision will affect the NFL draft that will be happening in a couple of months. So it's going to be a great podcast. I want to thank you guys again for joining me, and let's get right into it. Adrian Peterson waved by the Minnesota Vikings early Tuesday morning, and the one thing I got to throw a shout-out to, barcode0954 commented on the Ask MVP Ricky video, hey, where's Ricky? Is he crying because AP is going to free agency? And... The first thing I want to look at is, of course, this is going to be where will he be playing, but I I want to start out with the team that he is leaving because, to me, when it comes down to all the teams, the Vikings still have a shot to re-sign Adrian Peterson, but are they going to? And that's the thing where, kind of take it through, I am a Vikings fan, so my first thought was, great, I am going to cry today because my best player, basically the best player on my team, is being waived and is going to free agency. However, I have had time to think about this. I've had time to mull it over. And I'll be honest, this move makes sense. I'm going to say it for all Viking fans out there that might be panicking still with this move. This move makes sense for the Minnesota Vikings. And the reason why I've come to that conclusion of... This making sense is it's really a two-prong attack where if you look at the last three seasons for Adrian Peterson, 2014, 2015, 2016, how many games has he played? He has played a whopping 20 games. He played one game in 2014, injured. Then he played 16 games in 2015, And then 2016, he played only three games. And, of course, we had an injury in there. We had the he didn't play 
one season because of his um, off-the-field issues that had him suspended by the league. So it's, I think it's a number of like the last 40-some Viking games. Adrian Peterson has, like I said, only played 20 games. 20 games since the start of 2014. And really, to me, looking into it, that's a big reason why the Vikings have probably said, why are we going to pay you his contract for base salary this upcoming year was going to be almost $12 million. And with the roster bonus, he, he was going to be an $18 million cap hit for this Vikings team. So the business side, I can see it from the Vikings now having a few days to digest it. Adrian Peterson has not been on the field. Why are you going to overpay for somebody who has only played one full season in the past three seasons? And also, it also comes down to what does this team really need and what is this NFL all based on? Do you need a dominant running back to win a Super Bowl? Or maybe the Vikings can say, hey, you know what? We like the kid in McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, who we have behind you, we can re-sign Matt Asiata at a cheaper cost than Adrian Peterson, run McKinnon and Asiata in the backfield, be fine there, and let's go take that money that we would be spending on you and maybe go out and get a wide receiver, get somebody that's going to help Sam Bradford this next season because the biggest, the weakest position on this offense for the Vikings is the wide receiver position. Our best wide receiver was Stefan Diggs, and I know that Adam Thieline had a good year this year. He had a solid year. I had him in fantasy, and I loved every— well, I loved some games from him because he was hit or miss on the fantasy side, but he became a reliable target for Sam Bradford. But really besides that, I mean, Patterson hasn't been— Anything to write home about as a wide receiver. He's been more of a returner, but really he's no Devin Hester. But I know that's kind of an asinine thing to say. And then you look at the guy we drafted last year in the first round, Laquan Treadwell. Didn't really hear his name much at all because he didn't play that much. And that's a big issue for this offense is how do you expect... Sam Bradford to do anything first off the offensive line was decimated with injuries and then the receiving core is so weak that it's one of those things where we need to go and instead of spending that money on Adrian Peterson let's go spend that money somewhere else and like I said Adrian Peterson it's not a foregone conclusion that he's not going to come back to Minnesota because he could he could still re-sign with the Vikings However, I don't think he's going to. And I think that Adrian Peterson will be playing in a different uniform next year. But before I get into it, I just wanted to throw out a thought in my head. I want to throw this out to my Viking fans out there. Throwing this question out to you. Let me know down below in the comment section or on Twitter at Ricky Widmer what you guys think. Now that we have this cap space kind of freed up, we're not going to have an $18 million cap hit from Adrian Peterson. Do we make a pass at Alshon Jeffrey? Just throwing it out there. I am just throwing it out there. Not saying Jeffrey would want to come play for Minnesota, but do we make a pass at him and try to maybe throw that money at a, at a position that we need on the offensive side? I just want to throw it out there, but back to Adrian Peterson. Where's he going to play? And the thing that interests, the, the thing that got me kind of like, Huh. It made me go, 
huh today was there was an article on ESPN that and the title just read Vikings GM wants Adrian Peterson to return. Like I said, the Vikings are still going to try to get him back at a reduced cost. But then it said Raiders catch running backs attention. And I looked at that and I went, huh, why? And I, I get it. Like everybody and their grandmother is going to throw some money at Adrian Peterson, if you need a dominant running back in this league, there are a few teams out there that are going to say, nah, we're good. One of the teams, just for example, that I'm thinking of, obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers, after franchise tagging Le'Veon Bell, aren't going to say, no, let's go ahead and offer a contract to Adrian Peterson. Of course, Dallas, a team that Adrian in the past has said, hey, this is a team I wouldn't mind going to play for. Of course, they're not going to say, ah, sure, let's bring them in. No. We are good with Zeke in the backfield. But I saw the Raiders, and I want to start with them. I'm going to look at a couple different teams, but I want to start with the Oakland Raiders because they were a team early on I was kind of going through, okay, who are some of the teams that I could see Adrian Peterson signing with? And I'll be honest, the Raiders kind of weren't on my radar, mainly because my first thought was, well, they have Latavius Murray. However, you look at it, Latavius Murray, and as of right now, he is a free agent or expected to be a free agent this upcoming offseason or this offseason that we're in right now. And I look at that and I go, huh, I could see why that could intrigue you. You have a young team, a team that has a young quarterback who is very solid in Derek Carr. They have the wide receiver position all locked down with Crabtree and Cooper. They have an offensive line there that they've built. They have a defense that, of course, is it a perfect defense? No, but they are building a defense. They have stuff to build on is basically what I'm saying in Oakland. Maybe they're on my radar now. After I looked into it, the Raiders could be a sneaky team to try to get Adrian Peterson because, like I said, They have Derek Carr. They have a solid quarterback. I mean, I know he's coming off of an injury, but I'm not as concerned for Derek Carr coming off of his injury than I am for like a Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota with the, I think it's the fibula that he broke in his leg. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes back with that, especially when you need to use your legs, even if you're not a runner, how you need to use your legs just to plant and throw as a quarterback to get that strength from your legs and your arm. But the Raiders, they could be a sneaky team. I'm going to say it. They could be a sneaky one for Adrian Peterson, mainly just because of what they have around around them. And you might be saying, well, Ricky, what does their cap situation look like? And right now they have about 40, just under $48 million. So right now the exact number is $47,945 million. $414 million. That's a lot of money in cap space. They have the ninth most cap space out of all the NFL teams this offseason. I look at that and say, it all comes down to the Raiders. What would you rather do? Would you rather go after Adrian Peterson, who, let's be honest, Adrian Peterson, this upcoming year was supposed to make in his contract, $18 million was his cap space that he was supposed to be hit with, 
out of his three years of these last three years on the contract, well, the last two, this upcoming one would have been the third. It was about a $15 million cap hit, a $12 million cap hit, and then, like I said, the $18 million cap hit. So it's one of those things where you go, are you willing to throw that kind of money out there or do you want to take your chances with Latavius Murray? Because right now, Latavius Murray, like I said, he's a free agent coming into this offseason. He's coming off of a salary of, wait for it, $675,000. That is not a lot of money. This this kid, 26-year-old kid, he is going to cash in. Am I saying he's going to get as much money as Adrian Peterson? No. However, he is going to cash in because he did have a solid year and was a pretty good option for the Raiders moving forward. So anybody that's looking for a running back might make a pass at Latavius Murray. So for the Raiders, it comes down to two things. A, what's the money going to look like? If you're going to have to overpay Murray, you might say, you know what, we're going to let you go. Hey, Adrian, how would you like to play for us and have that kind of a back in your backfield? Also, you might not have to pay Adrian. See, it, it gets tricky because Adrian Peterson, just by name alone, people hear that, boom, best running back in the league, right? Best running back in the league, especially when he's on the field. Did you did you not see that comeback season that he had after the ACL injury? Did you not see that season? This is a guy who, of course, he's the best running back in the league has the potential to be the best running back in the league. I would say the best running back in the league, arguably last year, was probably Ezekiel Elliott is what everyone would say. That's why he was in the running for rookie of the year that Dak Prescott cut in half for him. But the Raiders are interesting is what I'm trying to say. The team that I think of, just to move on to another one, that this was the first team that I said, yeah, I could see them making a pass at him. And their head coach in McAdoo said they're going to take a hard look at him is the New York football Giants because they are also a playoff team. They also have wide receivers in Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard. They got Tavares King coming up, and they also have the tight end position locked down at solid target in Will Tye for Eli to go to. Of course, OBJ is the top dog out there for wide receivers, but they have the quarterback, they have the wide receiver, They don't got the running back at all. And that would be a big hole for Adrian Peterson to kind of fill. However, it all comes down to how are you going to work out the money? Because I said the Raiders, they got the money to throw at them. They have just under $48 million to throw at the Adrian Peterson, the Giants, They aren't that lucky. They only have, as of right now, according to SpotRack.com, they only have just under $17 million of cap space this upcoming year. So the Giants, it's going to be interesting. They're going to the reason why they're taking a hard look at Adrian Peterson is they got to figure out the money to me. Because if you're, let's say Adrian Peterson, just based off what his last contract was. Now, of course, you might get a little bit less off of that because you might be able to throw in there, hey, dude, you've only played one full season in the past three years. Give us a break. He might say, okay, I'm going to give you a break a little bit and you'll shave off a few million. But even if you get him for the $15 million, how? Let's just say 
it's $12 million, just like the cap hit that he had this past season for the Vikings. You're only looking at about $5 million then to work with with other holes that you have. So to me, for the Giants, the Giants are the team on paper. You look at and go, boom, Adrian Peterson goes there. They are going to rival the New York football, or I almost said the New York football Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I'm talking about the New York football Giants. They're going to rival America's team in the Dallas Cowboys for the top dog in the NFC East. However, it all comes down to money, and the Giants, looking at it, they might not have the dough to give Adrian Peterson the money that he wants. It's going to be interesting to see how much Adrian Peterson shaves off another team. This is one I heard today, heard the outlets on ESPN talk about this team. The I believe Colin Cowherd mentioned this team, or it was Christine Leahy on the herd mentioned this team. And this is a team I thought of. I thought of for a hot minute, but I really didn't go anywhere further than that. This is a team that has about $25.5 million dollars in cap space this offseason, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. And, I mean, ideally you look at them and you go, yeah, when they had beast mode, they're a pretty good offense. That run game kind of took some pressure off of Russell Wilson. However, it's going to be one of those things of, would you rather spend that money on the offensive line? Would you rather, because they drafted C.J. Proceis, and Proceis looked pretty good in that system before he went down with an injury. You know what you're saying? Ricky, running back with an injury, why not get the best running back in the game? However, look at it this way. How many games has Adrian Peterson played in the last three seasons? You can throw that argument at Adrian Peterson as well. And the, Se- like the Seahawks, to me, it sounds too good to be true. It sounds like a dreamlike scenario I think the Seahawks are, they're not even going to look at Adrian Peterson, I think, to be honest. I think they're going to look and go, hey, you know what? He's going to eat up most of our cap space if we go out and get him. We got C.J. Proceis. He did some good things, looked really good for us in our offense until he got injured. We're going to bank on the young kid. We're going to go spend our money somewhere else. So that moves me on to the next team that I'm looking at in the Green Bay Packers and Viking fans, your heart probably just did what mine did under my shirt. It just sunk, sunk straight down to my stomach. And if you're a Green Bay Packer fan out there, you're probably laughing right now because you're like, haha, serves you right. Brett Favre 2.0. The Packers could be an interesting one. I mean, they got to see what Adrian Peterson could do against them a lot during his career. In Minnesota, they do have the money to go get them, too. They have about $42.5 million of cap space, and the running back position hasn't really been the best for the Green Bay Packers. And really it's been, I mean, Eddie Lacy last year, all we heard was, oh, how Eddie Lacy got in shape, then another injury, they had to settle with, they, I believe, brought on, what was it, Christine Michael they brought on. He then gets injured. 
and then they eventually settle for Ty Montgomery, the wide receiver, switching to running back, who, thank God, he was able to do what he's going to do. And, I mean, Eddie Lacy is a free agent. It comes down to me with Eddie Lacy of not just how much is he going to make, because, yet again, Eddie Lacy is a guy coming off of his rookie contract. He was only getting paid under a million dollars last year. He was getting paid like not even $900,000 last season in just base salary. Overall, he had the million dollar cap hit last year. But the thing is, and that was injured reserve money. Before that, he his cap space or his cap hit, pardon me, was $925,000 and the Packers could make a could make a pass at him and I will say this, if Adrian Peterson does go to the Green Bay Packers, it is going to hurt. It is going to hurt to see him go to the Packers. If I see him in that Packer uniform, it's it's just going to it's not going to feel right. I I don't care if Adrian Peterson leaves. If he doesn't come back to Minnesota, I don't care. Just anywhere but Green Bay. Anywhere but Green Bay. But you look at that team and why why wouldn't he want to go there? Aaron Rodgers, they've got the wide receivers, they've got a ton, they've they've got everything figured out on offense, except the running back position. And he could just go there, lock in. Aaron Rodgers is there. You've got Nelson, Cobb, and Devonta Adams, even Gmo, the old fighting Illini wide receiver coming up big for them late last season, and Geronimo Allison and Really, they make they make as much sense to me as the Oakland Raiders because they've got the wide receiver position locked down, not just one but two. They've got the quarterback, of course, Aaron Rodgers, older than Derek Carr, but really it's Aaron Rodgers. There's a whole reason why we had a segment late in the playoffs of who could be the GOAT, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that good. However, the GOAT is Tom Brady. Sean, you don't have to worry about anything, but... Yeah, this Packer team kind of scares me. And one thing, one team I just want to throw out there for fun. And the reason why I'm throwing it out there for fun is, do I expect him to go to this team? No. But just like the Green Bay Packers, this is a team in the division that can make a pass at Adrian Peterson. They have, what is it, just over $36 million in cap space that they could use. So, They've got some money to throw at them. The Detroit Lions. What if the Detroit Lions also go, hey, you know, our wide receivers aren't as good as Green Bay. I mean, Golden Tate is good. Marvin Jones did some things, but really, Jordy Nelson, Cobb, Adams on a different level there, especially with Aaron Rodgers. They have Matthew Stafford. The thing is, do you... Do you think as a, if you're a Lions fan, listen to this, by the way, let me know down below in the comment section. Do you believe in Amir Abdullah? Do you believe in Theo Riddick? Do you believe in Zach Zenner? Of course you take AP over any of those. Let's not be, let's not be crazy. Also got to throw Dwayne Washington in there because he played at the running back position for the Lions this year as well. The Lions, I just don't, I don't think they're a serious team. They're a team though that I looked at and I went, huh. Man, could you could you just imagine if Adrian Peterson went to the Detroit Lions? What would that be like? What would that be like? And that's why they're going to be my sneaky wild card team. If I had to put it to 
three teams. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick three teams that I could see Adrian Peterson in next season. Oh, I am gonna go with. Oh, this is hard. I'm gonna go with either the Packers, the Seahawks, or the Raiders. And I know there are a few other teams out there that I did not mention. The Redskins, if they don't get Alshon, if they go for the, if they're able to bring back, let's say, Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson and have room for Peterson, could they go out and say, hey, Kirk Cousins, we are going to build a team around you. Another team I look at, and this is kind of a team where I'm like, I don't think they would go after it, but it'd be interesting to see the Indianapolis Colts. What if they say, hey, you know what, we're going to move on from Frank Gore, we're going to get... Andrew Luck, a better option at running back. Like I said, I don't see it happening. They're just a team that popped in my head. But really, the besides the teams I mentioned and talked to, and talked about in nauseum, the Colts are one of the teams that I think could be or could be maybe a watch out for them. And then the other team that I mentioned in the Washington Redskins before that. But yeah, my top three. I'm gonna nail it down right now. The Packers the Raiders, and the Seahawks. I think if, you know what, I I don't know. I want to say the Raiders, but I don't know if there's a for sure team out there. I just hope. I hope it's not the Green Bay Packers. I really, I really, like I still feel strong that maybe if they can make it work, he could end up in the Giants. To me, the Giants on paper, like the Raiders are young. The Seahawks have some questions. To me, they don't have the strongest of offensive lines there in Seattle. Really, to me, the strongest options from an entire team standpoint are the Packers and the Giants. I just don't want to see Adrian Peterson in that yellow and green of Green Bay. It would just kill my it would just kill my spirit, much like I imagine it killed Packer fans to see Brett Favre in the Viking purple and gold as well. But This is where you guys come in. If you haven't already, let me know down below in the comment section. Where do you guys think Adrian Peterson's going to play next season? Where do you think he's going to play? What teams are on your radar? Give me a wild card team, too. Something, a team that not everyone's looking at that you think, well, this is a team that if they can get everything together, maybe make a pass at Adrian Peterson and Viking fans. Lastly, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you guys think. Talk to me. Let me know what you guys, what you're feeling. Do you want Adrian Peterson to come back? Do you want him to leave? Let me know down below in the comment section. But guys, we got to move into the second topic. Well, the second topic that's kind of split into the second and the third topic, it's going to be one big subject that's going to hit two points. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. If you haven't heard earlier this morning about 7.50 in the morning, my time here in Chicago, a tweet came across my phone from the Adam Schefter, and it said, and I quote, in a move that will have a ripple effect on the on all quarterback needy teams, Patriots are not expected to trade quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo per league source. And my first thought was like, damn, what does that mean for the Bears? That was the first thing I thought of being here in Chicago, although I'm a Vikings fan, was, huh. How, how's Mark, Dave, Brandon, Sean, Mike? How are they going to take it? Especially Mike. I mean, he's going to he's going to be he's going to be won't know what to do with himself with the Bears now that they won't have Jimmy Garoppolo. But the first thing I thought of, my first thought was, 
okay, th- this isn't this isn't your move where you go. We're taking them off the we're taking them off the market, and we're going to keep them for my own. I'm like, ah, this is this has got to be Belichick saying, you know what, you can't have them. And then it's the old story of, well, you want what you can't have, and teams bark up the price because hey, you took them off the market. No, no, no. How about this? And trying to get more from teams. But then there was a tweet about a half hour later from Michael Lombardi, and he said, quoting Shefty's tweet, and he said, this is not about increasing his value. This is the player being good, really good. And I sat there and went, okay, well, I guess I was wrong. So really, what does this mean for Jimmy Garoppolo's future? What does this mean for the Patriots? And I'm going to start with Jimmy Garoppolo because to me, I feel like that is the easier question to answer in this situation. If I am Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, Jimmy would tell you this. And of course, any player would tell you this that has been in that Patriot culture. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just going to focus on football. One of those generic answers that's just focusing on football, not going to let the noise distract them. But that's why we're here. That's why we're here to have this discussion about his future. Let's be honest. Jimmy Garoppolo, for this up, it looks like for this upcoming season and at least the 2018 season is going to be a New England Patriot. Because let's be honest. Let's say the Patriots don't work out a contract with them this season long term. Do you really think that they're going to pull him off the trade market and then not franchise tag him next year. So actually, to think about that, for certain, he's going to be a quarterback for the Patriots in 2017. He's going to be a quarterback for the Patriots in 2018. If no contract's done by then, he's probably going to get tagged a second time, and he could be, you got him locked up for the next three seasons. That's what I'm saying if you're Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots. However, Jimmy Garoppolo, if you don't get a deal done, The thing that I'm thinking of is I am going to get paid after this year. Going to get paid because either one of two things happens for Jimmy Garoppolo. One, you stay with the Patriots. You get a Patriot-like deal done for the long term. And then, cool, I got a long-term deal. I'm with the Patriots. Everything's cool. But let's say you don't get a deal done. You're either going to get a fatty contract from another team or you're going to get a fat franchise tag because you're a quarterback in the NFL and you're going to be making a ton of money in the 2018 season. So for Jimmy Garoppolo, this is a win. This is a win-win for Jimmy Garoppolo because this next season he gets to stay with the Patriots, most likely gets to stay as Brady's backup because unless Brady gets injured, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play many games. And then after this season, you're most likely going to get you're either going to get fat contracts via franchise tag or another team signing you but I really don't think that last one's going to go because I don't think the Patriots are going to let Jimmy Garoppolo go but then on the flip side there's the possibility of you working out a long-term contract with the New England Patriots and I know what you guys are saying but Ricky the whole thing I've been hearing whenever I turn on ESPN is that everybody loves, or not everybody, but the Patriots love Jacoby Brissett better than they do Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I mean, 
It's one of those things where, well, if you like the guy behind him, why are you going to keep the guy above him? And this is what I am thinking. This is my kind of mindset on it is Jimmy Garoppolo, Bill Belichick knows what he has. Garoppolo has been with the Patriots since the 2014 season. He knows what he's got. He has a guy that he's confident in that is the heir apparent right now because he's right behind in the depth chart, the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And arguably this guy, I mean, the thing that everyone in the comment section, I I was baffled in the comment sections of the onside kick, Mark and I did a topic on Garoppolo and then Mike Rankin on behind the pen did a topic. His was more about the Bears being all in. Ours was more NFL-centric for all the teams looking to trade for Garoppolo. But I was just so surprised at, I don't want to call it the hate, but I was just surprised at how many people just bashing Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not good. He's not proven. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, it came down to, I wouldn't trade him because you don't know either. You don't know what you got from Jimmy Garoppolo or he's not good. And the people that say, I don't know what he's got, I can I can at least deal with that. The people that say, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's not good or oh, you, you don't know if he's that good. Hold the phone if you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo's not good because A, the guy proved it. I, I'm going to say proved it this season in the games that he played. Let's be honest. We came out with our predictions, and I know that a lot of you guys are laughing if you know anything about the onside kick preseason predictions this year. But the games that Garoppolo played this season, I thought he played very well. The two, well, he did get injured for the Browns game, but the first two, the Cardinal game and the Miami Dolphin game, he played very well. Four touchdowns, zero INTs, a completion percentage of Let's see, 72.7 on the Sunday night opener against the Cardinals, 69.2, pardon me, against the Miami Dolphins, and a QBR of 70.8 against the Cardinals and a 99.2 against the Dolphins. I'll take that. I will take that all day, every day, when you don't think Tom Brady's going to be your starter. And really for the future of Garoppolo, I think he is the long, I think he's the guy to take over when Tom Brady eventually hangs it up. I know that I liked messing with Sean earlier in the year, like, oh, you know what? Tom Brady could be pushed out the door, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo and what they got. I don't think Tom Brady's going to be pushed out the door, but really it comes down to ideally how long. How long does Tom Brady have left? That That's the first question you got to answer. And the thing that I think of is Tom Brady's going to be 40 or is getting to the 40-year mark of his career and or of his life, I should say. And there's one thing that you're always going to hear from NFL players, from analysts. You're going to hear it everywhere. And it's the phrase that father time is undefeated eventually our bodies are going to break down. We we virtually live, the way I describe it is we virtually live in, not virtually, we 
reality we live in meat sacks that as we get older get worse and they just eventually get you get old and your body can't do anything that you could you can't do the things at 70 that you could do when you were 20 or when you were in your teens it's just you get older you can't do the same things anymore and at 40 it's you just don't know when it's going to come. And am I saying that, oh, this year Tom Tom Brady is going to fall off a cliff and be horrible? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're the Patriots, you have to be weary about it. And the thing you got to look at is what is the hardest position to draft for in the NFL? It's a position that Mark and I talk about each and every draft season because a lot of teams are, A, looking for these guys, and B, when they draft them high, it's hit or miss sometimes whether they're going to be anything. And that's the quarterback position. It is the most important position in football. And with the Patriots, what Bill Belichick is probably thinking, he's like, I have whiffed numerous times on the quarterback position. We all thought Brian Hoyer was going to be the heir apparent to Brady. No. Ryan Mallett, the heir apparent to Brady. No. Matt Castle, the heir apparent to Brady. No, get out of here. And I'm not saying those quarterbacks are terrible, but the thing is that Bill Belichick has, he's not, to me, drafting-wise, there are two positions that Bill Belichick is probably the worst at drafting, and that's quarterbacks and that's wide receivers. The one thing you look at the Patriot wide receiver core and how many college guys fill up that lineup? Virtually very few. He's going to go out. He's going to get the Hogan. He's going to go out and get Danny Amendola. He's going to go and get Wes Welker, the veteran. He's going to go and get Randy Moss. He's going to bring in the veterans because he's like, you know what? I realized that. I'm not good with the young wide receivers, so I'm going to go get the established NFL guys that I can work with. That's what I think with the Patriots, and I think that Bill Belichick has looked with Jimmy Garoppolo and has said, you know what, I know what I got here, and I hit the nail on the head. Why would I give that up? Why am I going to give that up? You don't. Why would you? If it is the hardest position to draft for, and arguably you've whiffed on it numerous times, and what I'm saying whiff, I'm saying finding the next Tom Brady or the next starting quarterback that you feel is going to bring you the amount of success to where you are currently at so you can sustain that. And I want to go back to a point that I mentioned and got off of was the, oh, well, Ricky, everyone's saying, well, the Patriots like Jacoby Brissett and some say they like him better than Jimmy Garoppolo. The way I'm looking at that is you've seen Garoppolo since 2014. We've only seen Jacoby Brissett in arguably one game, one game, one real game, and that was the Houston Texan game uh, before Tom Brady came back. Really, it's that that was it. That was that was it. It was the Houston Texan game in between the Dolphin Brown game. That was the only start this year for Jacoby Brissett. And 
Jacoby Brissett as a rookie one year compared to, I'm just going to count him right now for Jimmy Garoppolo, 14, 15, 16, and then this would be his fourth year. So you've seen him for three years in this league. One year compared to three years, I'm going to go with the guy with three years because it's one of the, it kind of goes down to the saying of um, what, once a fluke, two times is a, um, whatever, it's three is a trend. And once you get to that third time, it's like once is a fluke, two times is a pattern, three times is a trend. I think that's what I'm trying to go with. If I butchered that up, somebody correct me down in the comment section, put me straight in my kind of cliches and my sayings that I'm trying to express to you guys. But that's what it comes down to. I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen him. Of course, he's developed on the sidelines, but I've seen him in practice, if I am Bill Belichick, for three years now. I have worked with him for three years. Why would I overreact now after seeing Brissett for one year in practice and one start? I mean, for everyone who's like, oh, well, Jimmy Garoppolo's only started two games and didn't look that good. Well, Brissett's only started one, and Brissett's a rookie. How many times have we seen the sophomore slump from rookies? They have a really good rookie year, and then that sophomore year just ain't as good. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Jacoby Brissett. I'm just kind of throwing it out there that we've seen Garoppolo for three years Brissett, we don't know what's going to happen. Why overreact? Bill Belichick is not a coach that overreacts by any means. And what Bill Belichick probably did was he said to himself, hey, you know what? I know what I got here. Why would I jeopardize? And really keeping Garoppolo gives the Patriots an extra safety blanket because, God forbid, Tom Brady goes down with another injury. I know Sean just had a mini heart attack listening to this and hearing that, but what if Tom Brady has an injury? What if Father Time catches up to Tom Brady? Which, a side note on that, the one thing going for Tom Brady is he's kind of in the same boat as LeBron James for me in the fact that he takes care of his body so well that you know he's trying to counteract the effects that Father Time is eventually going to have on him, but Tom Brady could get injured. Tom Brady, your father time could catch up to him and he could fall off a cliff. Not saying it's going to happen, but it might. And at least for this year, the Patriots can hold on to Jimmy. They don't have to trade him. It's not one of those things where, okay, we either trade him and get something or lose him in free agency Let's say Tom Brady comes out and has another Hall of Fame-like year. Fine. You know what you do? If you, Then you get to next offseason, and you're like, fine, we got to get rid of Garoppolo because I don't want to franchise tag him and then pay him. You can always franchise tag him and trade him next year. That is always completely possible. And I know that what you're... Some people are probably saying, well, but Ricky, he doesn't have to sign the franchise tender. Fine, then he doesn't play for 2018. You don't have to worry about him going somewhere else. So the thing for Jimmy Garoppolo and his future, kind of to bring it full circle and back to the main question is, 
virtually, I think this sets Jimmy Garoppolo up to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. I th- That's what I think. I think what's going to happen is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play this season. He will be the backup to Tom Brady. I don't think anything's going to happen to Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to get injured. I don't think he's going to fall off of a cliff. Right now he's 39. He's going to be 40 this next year. I don't think he's falling off of a cliff. I don't think that he's going to get injured for 2017. But what I think will happen is, and it's going to be interesting looking forward, is for Jimmy Garoppolo, it's either going to go two ways. He's either going to hit free agency next year, and the Patriots are going to re-sign him and say, hey, you know what? We want to keep you on. You are the answer for after Tom Brady. Here's a contract. And offer him a contract and sign him on long-term to be the heir apparent for Brady, and he takes over in 2020 when Tom Brady's contract is done. That would mean Tom Brady would play in into his 40s, he'd play into 41, and then be done. The other route I could see for Jimmy Garoppolo, if Jimmy Garoppolo looks at that and goes, nah, I ain't like that. You got two roads, then the Patriots, and it's all in the Patriots' hands then at that point. Either option A, fine, you're franchise tagged. And then they keep him on as a very overpriced backup behind Tom Brady in 2018. Then when 2019 rolls around, Fran, if nothing happens, nothing changes, franchise tag him again, possibly moving him at that point. If they can't get if the, you can't get a deal done with Jimmy Garoppolo by 2019, a deal's not going to be done. But really, to me, I think that either a deal will get done. I think, I think that he'll probably see. It's hard. It's hard to say because part of me wants to say, "Oh, he'll Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that'll sign a contract and stay with the Patriots after this year." However, I personally don't know Jimmy Garoppolo, so I can't make that claim. It's just a guess that I have. But then there's a part of me that wants to say that. He's either going to be franchise tagged with the process of getting a deal done or franchise tagged and traded next year. I'm going to lean towards a deal gets done and Jimmy Garoppolo takes over for Tom Brady when it's all said and done. But you got flexibility if you're the Patriots. You have time. You don't have to overreact right now with the Garoppolo or Brissett kind of an argument. You can keep Garoppolo this year. See another year in Brissett. If you need to see a third year in Brissett, you can always franchise tag Jimmy Garoppolo. But to me, I feel like if he's going to get franchise tagged next offseason, it's going to be a tag and trade kind of a situation working out for the Patriots. But this is where I'm going to turn it on to you guys. What do you think the future holds for Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you think he's going to be a Patriot? Do you think he's going to be the heir apparent? To Tom Brady, do you think we see him in another uniform after he is done? Is he going to get franchise tagged next year? Is he going to be tagged and traded? I would love to know what you guys think down below in the comment section. All right, now my favorite topic here on the podcast. Whenever Mark and I talk about it, whenever Brandon and I talk about it, whenever I'm talking about it for the NBA side with Sean and Dave, now I get to talk about it by myself. We're talking NFL draft now to end the podcast, and 
really, I want to take the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff that I just got done with and transfer it over into the draft. And this is kind of part two of the Jimmy Garoppolo discussion of how does the Jimmy Garoppolo decision or really the Patriots decision to keep Jimmy Garoppolo rather than trade him, how is this going to affect the draft? And mainly what I am going to look at are are the top three picks in this year's draft because let's be honest, it's going to have a ripple effect. It's going to have a trickle-down effect in the draft. And if we look at, if I'm looking at the last mock draft set up by myself, the first quarterback that I had off the board was not in the top three. I did not have the 49ers take a quarterback. I didn't have the Bears take a quarterback either. My first quarterback came at number six with Mitch Trubisky going to the New York Jets. Now, that was when the Jimmy Garoppolo trade was still out there. Are the Niners going to trade for him? Are the Bears going to trade for him? Really what this trade, the team in the top three that this decision affects the most is the Chicago Bears because now it really comes down to the fact that what are you going to do? You were The Bears were apparently, Mike Rankin talked about it on Behind the Pen. If you haven't listened to it, it's a great listen to, even though now the Jimmy Garoppolo deal is done because he virtually is pulled off the table, but it's a great podcast to listen to. If you have not, go check it out. Mike Rankin talked about it, and really it's, you can't have Jimmy Garoppolo. No, 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 boo-boo, stickhead, and doo-doo. You can't have him, and now the Bears have a decision to make. Do you still go non-quarterback at number three? Or do you take one of the two quarterbacks that is probably going to be on the board? Because let's be honest, the Browns were also in talks to trade, or they were in the rumors, I should say, to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But let's be honest, they they probably weren't going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And now that they have the number one pick and we don't have that trade anymore, it's going to be Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is going to be the number one pick. So after that, it comes down to do we see quarterbacks at two and three? So for the Bears, odds are one of the two quarterbacks, either Mitch or Deshaun, are going to be there. Trubisky, Watson, which one are you going to take? Probably, the, obviously, the leftover if the Niners take one there. And the thing is, for the Bears, I still wouldn't do it. I still, right now, would not draft a quarterback In the top three, what I would do if I was the Bears is I would take, I'm still going with my guy. And you could say, or I'm going to say my position, because if they took the other guy in this position, I'd be happy. Go safety. If Jonathan Allen is not there, if, if the Niners go quarterback, you go Jonathan Allen. If Jonathan Allen gets taken by the Niners like he did in my 2.0, you go safety. So you either go Malik Hooker, you either go Jamal Adams. And if you want the little rundown of those two, Mark and I talked about Hookers versus Adam on a previous edition of the Onside Kick, so you guys can go check that out. I won't waste your time too much with it right now. But to me, if I'm the Bears, that is what I do. I still avoid a quarterback. I kick that can down the road, but I don't kick it too far. I only kick it to the second round because what I think the Bears can do, and of course, we've got the combine coming up this weekend. 
We've got the interview process. They're still going to see the kids in their pro days. I really think that the Bears could grab a quarterback with their second-round pick and be just fine. You do not have to blow a third overall pick on a quarterback. And the one thing I will say, and this is for my Bear fans out there, I want to know what you guys think. I was listening to Cap and Company on ESPN 1000 here in Chicago, and they had the discussion of if you know this kid is good, and really it's they were talking about Mitch Trubisky, and they were saying, okay, everyone's saying that he should go back to college, and the 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 estimate on him, and I'm gonna put it that way, the estimate on him is that oh he goes back to college, oh he'll be a number one pick next year. So if you're the Bears, if you're thinking, well, if he went back to college and he'll be a top pick next year in the draft, why not take him now, redshirt him this year, and then basically you got him because you took him a year early and you just don't play him the the the, the year before. You, you redshirt him basically in the NFL. And for me, I want to know what you guys think down below, but I'll tell you what I, what I think. That'd be a horrible decision for the Bears to do. Not only are you, in my mind, wasting a third overall pick, if you draft... Let's say you draft Trubisky with the third overall pick. That's great. That is great. You got a quarterback. You play him day one. You play him day one, especially with your quarterback situation, unless unless Jay Cutler is still there. Then an argument could be made that, hey, we could let Jay Cuddy play out this season and get a high draft pick yet again because Mike Rankin, I'm sorry, Jay Cutler just is not that good. And then you could redshirt Trubisky. But if Cutler's gone, which I assume that he will be, you don't have any quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky or Deshaun Watson, whichever you pick, is starting day one. If you pick him and redshirt him behind a random quarterback and don't play him, you're virtually wasting the third overall pick that you could have gotten a either a different need or a BP a BPA player and I'm just against that entirely. I'm in I'm against that entirely for the Chicago Bears, mainly because, like I said, you are wasting that pick. I think if I'm the Bears, you gotta if here's here's one thing. This is the last thing I'll say about the Bears, because I want to get to the Niners and the Browns as well, because I realize that I'm focusing a lot on one team. The Bears don't need a quarterback at three at third overall. Like I said, you can get that in the second. If I'm the Bears, I maybe look at giving a little phone call maybe to the Tennessee Titans and saying, hey, what trade can we work out? You guys can get the third overall pick. We will fall back into, or actually, not the Titans, uh, the Jaguars. And I would trade back a pick to try to get some assets and then go and take Corey Davis, the wide receiver. I originally said the Titans, but I'm like, why would I trade with the Titans? The Titans would just take Corey Davis then with the third overall pick instead of the fifth overall pick. That just wouldn't make too much sense at all. Maybe trade back with the Jaguars. If you're not going to go wide receiver, you could trade back the pick. But really, I make that pick at three, and I take a non-quarterback. The 49ers, this is a team I want to move right up. We'll move right up the draft order from three to two now. 
The 49ers will need a quarterback because as of Thursday, I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday, as of tomorrow, the 49ers are not going to have a quarterback on the roster because Colin Kaepernick, he's opting out. He's going to be a free agent. And the 49ers will not have a quarterback on their roster. And I know Kyle Shanahan, it's been said that he's going to bring over Matt Schaub from Atlanta to at least be there. Boom. You got one if that happens. But at number two, do you take a quarterback? If Matt Schaub is my quarterback, I take Mitch Trubisky or Deshaun Watson. Either or. Whichever one you think is better, I'm not going to debate one over the other. The 49ers are probably in the spot where, depending on how free agency goes, are you confident with Matt Schaub being your starting quarterback this upcoming year? I am not. I am not if I'm a Niner fan. And it's not like a quarterback is going to come in and bingo, right away, bring you guys to the Super Bowl, whether that's Matt Schaub, whether that's Trubisky or Watson. But because of this Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo trade that isn't going to happen now, the decision to pull him off, I'm kind of leaning towards the 49ers taking a quarterback. And really it's because... A, Colin Kaepernick won't be there. You have zero quarterbacks on your roster. I'm not confident in Matt Schaub to, or Matt, yeah, yeah, Matt Schaub to be the starter in San Fran. I think the, I think the 49ers might be handcuffed into a quarterback pick at number two, mainly because you need a guy. You need a guy to lean on and. Really, you could take either or. I mean, Trubisky, Watson at this point. I like Trubisky a little bit more. I think Deshaun Watson consistently isn't 100% there in the consistency department. When he comes up in big-time moments like he did at the end of that Alabama National Championship game, phenomenal, great. And the one thing I did here today is one of the callers that called into ESPN 1000 was like, oh, you had Dabo Sweeney on and... He had such great things to say. Of course Dabo's going to talk up his boy into Sean Watson. What do you think? You think Desh- you think Dabo Sweeney's going to come on the radio and bash Deshaun Watson? Come on, get get with it. You use your noggin. Use your noggin. But because of this, because of the Jimmy Garoppolo decision, I think that virtually the Bears, you don't have to take a quarterback. The Niners might have to, and it's not a direct, like, oh, this didn't happen. They have to take a quarterback. It's a compounding thing. The one thing I will say for the Niners, and I don't think Mark and I touched on this enough on Monday because with the Redskin topic, we really focused on Cousins hopefully getting a long-term deal with the Redskins, but... Can the Niners work out a deal for Kirk Cousins? Really, that's what the that's what the decision comes down to. For the Niners, can you work out a deal for Kirk Cousins to bring him to the 49ers? Kirk Cousins has already said he would accept a trade to the 49ers and he would sign a long-term deal with San Fran. Bingo, bango, bongo. You're good if that happens. If you can't get that done, I think the 49ers are going to be taking a quarterback with the second overall pick 
in the NFL draft, especially if Matt Schaub is the only quarterback on their roster, unless they want to roll the dice with him. They want to roll the dice with him, be bad, say, you know what? We are going to be like the Philadelphia 76ers. We're just going to be bad that first year and then move on. Really, it comes down to, like I said in my mock draft, what is going to be the plan? What is going to be developed by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for the 49ers? And then we got to move into the number one draft pick, the Cleveland Browns. Really out of the top three, the Niners weren't in the biggest rumor mill for Jimmy Garoppolo, the Bears and Browns were. I even had in my mock draft, I started out, there are reports surfacing about the Browns being interested in trading for Patriots backup Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, if they got Garoppolo, they weren't going to take a quarterback. But at number one, the Browns could take a quarterback. I'm going to say they could. However, you look at their roster right now. They have RG3. They have Cody Kessler. They have Kevin Hogan. If you go and add, if you draft a quarterback at number one, you are not going to Jared Goff it. You are not going to be able to say, hey, you know what? He's not starting day one. We got Robert. He's going to be our guy. Plus, why put Robert in that situation? He was already in that situation in Washington with Kirk Cousins. I know Kirk Cousins wasn't a first round or a first overall pick. It wasn't a first round pick. It wasn't a first overall pick. But you you put Robert Griffin in that position already with Kirk Cousins. Well, the Browns didn't. The Redskins did. Why would the Browns then go and put RG three in that situation? I think the Browns are set. I think it's one of those things where are you confident in RG three to win you a Super Bowl? No. Do you think Cody Kessler is going to win you a Super Bowl this year? No. Is Kevin Hogan? No. However, Cody Kessler to me is the guy that showed some promise last season, and I don't think you have to take a quarterback. Will a quarterback be taken by the Browns in this draft? You betcha. But will it be the first overall pick? No. I think Miles Garrett's the pick to take. I think he is the guy that gives the Browns the most bang for their buck at the number one overall pick. So right now with the Jimmy Garoppolo decision, because a trade's not going to happen, how my top three changes from my last mock draft is, if you didn't check it out, the mock draft is down below, but the top three picks I had, Miles Garrett to the Browns, Jonathan Allen to the 49ers, and then Malik Hooker, to the Chicago Bears, uh, I would like I would like to lean on the same three. I would like to say that a quarterback will not be taken in the first three picks, just because I I personally don't think Deshaun Watson or Mitch Trubisky are worth a top three pick at this time. I mean, Deshaun Watson, the only reason he played himself into the top five bracket is because of his last game against Alabama, consistency-wise, he hasn't all been there the entire season. I mean, early on in that senior season, or this past season, I should say, he didn't look too hot, especially when his team was almost getting upset by, I think it was Temple early in the season that almost upset them. But I would like to stay with the same three, but I think because of, not directly because of this, but... Because it's not out there, of course, they can trade for Kirk Cousins. The Niners are the only team 
that might change in my 3.0. You'll have to wait for my 3.0 well after the NFL scouting combine to see how my top three changes, but it might change. If it does, it'll change to Garrett, Mitch Trubisky at two, and then either Jonathan Allen, Malik Hooker, or Jamal Adams for the Bears at three. But this is where you guys come in. I want you guys to let me know, what do you guys think? Does, I'll blatantly throw out the question, does the Jimmy Garoppolo decision affect the top three in the draft at all? Does it affect the draft whatsoever? One team that I did not mention that I do want to throw out there that I think will be affected because of this is the New York Jets because, let's be honest, the Bears have the option. Even though I said they shouldn't take one, they could take a quarterback at three. Trubisky and Watson could be off the board 2-3 now because of the Jimmy Garoppolo. If the Bears took a quarterback, then that's a boom. That's because the Patriots kept Jimmy Garoppolo. If that happens, the Jets, like I had Trubisky going to them in my mock draft, they aren't going to think about a quarterback and they won't be able to have the chance to even take one because they will be taken at two and three. So they're the one team outside the top three that I think the Jimmy Garoppolo trade decision could impact the most, unless you want to think about the Bills, but they're all the way at 10. I think that the top two quarterbacks will most likely most likely be taken now before the Jets pick at number six. But like I said, this is where you guys come in. Let me know down below in the comment section what you thought of the entire podcast. What did you think about the top three picks in the draft? How do you think the Jimmy Garoppolo decision affects the NFL draft? What do you think about Jimmy Garoppolo's future? Is he going to be a Patriot long-term? Do we see a franchise tag situation happening next year? And then finally, Adrian Peterson. What do you guys think? Where is he going to play? Give me those teams, especially on Twitter, at Ricky Widmer or at Most Valuable Pod. You can go ahead and leave them in the comments section. And, of course, thank you guys for listening. A little bit of house cleaning. I said the Twitter's at Ricky Widmer at Most Valuable Pod. Make sure to check out MostValuablePodcast.com. That's where everything goes. The video are the podcasts, the articles, all the videos on YouTube. You can subscribe to the YouTube page. And then if you like the podcast in long form, of course, Most Valuable Podcast is where they go. But we also have blogtalkradio.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast where all the podcasts could be found in full form. I want to thank you guys for checking out this solo cast. It was my first solo cast here for most valuable podcasts. Let me know how I did. I will be back with Mark across the table in video form for you guys. We'll be back in the studio next Monday to kind of talk about what's going on with the scouting combine that will be wrapping up and the free agency market that sets to hit next week. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.